Non-rock-a-boatus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? We're delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yes! Yes! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, yeah. I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when no. they're not. How could a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it, according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will mediate, or meditate, excuse me, on your precepts, <laughs> and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes, I will not forget your word. There's only one mediator between <laughs> God and man, okay? And Christ Jesus. Uh, that Mary is, and Luke. <laughs> Thanks for joining. <laughs> and we're done. Psalm 119, 9 through 16. You know what's amazing? What's uh, people that get mad at us for liking the law of God, they've never read Psalm 119. Oh, well, I mean. You know what I'm saying? They must not have. It's law heavy, baby. I mean, it is. He loves just it. Praises it's his law delight. Up and down. Yeah, well, not everyone's perfect. Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Apologia Radio. I am in the captain's chair again as Pastor Jeff is in California for the Bonson Conference, uh, which is a heavy lineup. Almost went to that myself. Yeah. Here I am. You did almost go to that. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we're in Christmas season again, if you missed last week. So we're just going for it. You guys are already doing Christmas stuff? Christmas oh, yeah, is bro. a very big deal around here. I don't okay. think you understand. We'll get into that one. Not for me Sorry. personally. <laughs> even I love Christmas, but they like in advance. Like, we're already doing Christmas songs at church. So yeah. Yep. November 1st for me. Pray for you guys. <laughs> we're all in. Actually, I mean, if it was up to Pastor Jeff, we would start doing Christmas probably in July. So yeah, he's he's next level. Yeah. But uh, here we are. Um, so he's at the Bonson Conference, which, by the way, we love the Bonson family. David Bonson's been amazing to us and has given us his dad's library, which you can sign up for free at bonsonu.edu. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it dot .com? Uh, I love, what's the, I, that's that's going to be apologiastudios.com to get to Yeah, go to, yeah you can that. sign up for free. Just go there. Yeah, if you want to bring it. it on down to Bonsonville, then you got to go to Apologia Studios. Bring it on down to Bonsonville. <laughs> I have too many things in my head right now. Forgive me. Um, so yes, I, uh, go there. It's cool. Yeah. Don't, um, miss out. don't miss out. I also want to mention our partners who are sponsoring us and partnering with us in ministry. That would be the armored Republic, uh, and new St. Andrews college in Moscow, Idaho. We love them all. They're amazing. We're excited to be partnering with them. If you need body armor, if these elections got you scared, we're not even going to get into that today. We'll save that for a later that's date. For, that's for a separate show. That's, yeah. We're we're not done with the, with the votes yet, apparently, in Arizona. So we'll get into that later. But if you're scared, go get yourself some body armor at armorepublic.com. <laughs> Actually, it's ar500.com, but uh, ar500armor.com. I'm, uh, I'm just, my websites are all wrong today. Um, anyways, nsa.edu for New St. Andrews. Actually, I do know for a fact on, we won't have a show next week because of Thanksgiving. But the following week, we'll have uh, Dr. Ben Merkel in studio with both eyes operating. Oh, right on. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. I'm so, glad to hear he's doing better. Yeah, he'll be here in town in studio. So uh, I think that's the ninth of... That was a gnarly photo we saw at ReformCon. Yeah. That was awful. Didn't look like, pretty. maybe I could make it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know this guy. I don't want to tell yeah. him straight up, no. Yeah, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> it was bad. Um, so, anyways, you probably are wondering who this good-looking dude to my right is with that amazing hair 
This is John Root. If you missed ReformCon uh, 22, he was the MC and he killed it. Yeah. And we're sure. very excited to have him in the studio today. He works for Turning Point Faith. So, John, welcome in studio. Tell everyone about yourself and how you got your hair to look so good. <laughs> well, a lot of prayer and, and product. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. But uh, yeah, I work for TPUSA Faith. So if you've heard of Turning Point USA, you guys know Charlie Kirk right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Been involved with them for about a year and a half as a contributor. So I'm a contributor and then creative producer on the Faith side. So I think Charlie obviously talks about it a ton. It's like making sure that a foundation, uh, God's word, is mm. established a little bit more mm. in America because obviously... There's so much going on now, like HR 8404, and people are just like, well, why are you getting so up in arms about, you know, marriage? And it's like, well, it comes down to like, just what's the truth? What's the foundation? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we put on some incredible events that I've been happy to be a part of, like America Fest is coming up uh, next month. Where's that at? Uh, is that here? It's at the convention center. Oh, nice. So it's like 10,000 people inside the convention center. And it, sure, it, it gets you riled up yeah. um, in a good way, and like empowering, equipping, and yeah. um, getting people so excited about America again. And we got 10,000 people around. And it's not just a super heavy political conference, but even at these conferences, people are so gung-ho for conservatism. Like yeah. we're all going to be mm. similar in the way we view politics. But people have a God-sized hole in their heart yeah. and starting to realize, okay, how do we make sure that we're connecting with the right pastors mm-hmm. who kept their churches open to connect them with other yeah. people? Because so many times I think the world wants them to feel like they're on an island. Yeah. And for me as a contributor, I work more on the media side of stuff. I'm building out a show. You're, uh, our good friend, John Cooper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be involved in that. That show's coming out early next year. I'm Super excited, excited because it's a little bit more like, not like, hey, let's sit down and let's chat about CRT. It's more just like, hey, your skill set. We're talking about how you use that for Christ. Yeah. Um, and Love being a part of TPUSA Faith, it's been You been may be pretty shooting incredible. some things I heard too. We're definitely shooting some stuff. That's awesome. Oh yeah. That's I got fun. that KSG uh, shotgun from, from Caltech. I felt like John Wick Root out there. <laughs> John oh <Wick> baby. <laughs> got eight bullets in that baby. 2A all day. It's like that video <laughs> where Keanu Reeves is like practicing, right? You've seen that? Where he's oh, yeah. like warming up on those targets and stuff and it's like... Dude really is Neo. Yeah, he's legit. Like, he is Neo. Yeah. For he's sure. Legit, yeah. I think there's another one coming out I saw, isn't there? Another yeah, John Wick? Number four. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Those are good movies. Can't get enough. I got enough of the Matrix movies. I didn't, I, I didn't even see the new one. I was like, I'm not even. Don't waste your life. Yeah, I heard. Wow. Coincidentally, that will lead us into a beautiful segue. Wow. <laughs> that? Well, that was incredible. Well played. Did you do that on purpose? No. It just happened. It just came right that out. Was organic. <laughs> yeah. Organic. Well, I guess we'll just go from there. So we're talking about Lecrae today and the Can't woke parade. That That's what I call it. Yeah. So he, it, it, I'm not. I have listened to Lecrae off and on over the years. So I'm not like a huge Lecrae fan. Okay. You definitely, yeah, know. I mean, you as well. I think yeah. know him his music inside and out. Yeah. Um. So he, if you guys didn't see, he came out the song just was a couple weeks ago. I think I sent it to you. Brand new album. Church yeah, Close brand new 4. album. Church Close Four, and the song was still in America, which. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> bug flying around my face. It's going to be a crazy show today. Um, and um, they don't have, this doesn't happen at Turning Point. They don't have bugs flying around. They know their no, websites. No. Um, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm going to let Zach kind of set up the background and the history to this conversation as far as where, I mean, wh- one thing about Lecrae is which kind of skyrocketed him which we we've done shows where we praised him, where he was, you know, in the public sphere, uh, in the public square, basically with his music, standing up for Christ and yeah, not being afraid to unashamed, to right? being unashamed, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, then the woke parade started, and he kind of fell into that, and it's going to kind of bring us to where we are today. So I'll let you kind of give some history as well, yeah, the conversation. Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of music, you, Christian hip-hop is, you know, his flavor and where he comes from. And the, he really kind of came up, I think 06 um, was his first album, 05 or 06. So, you know, him and Andy Minio and Trip Lee and Tadashi and KB, like all those guys kind of run in the same camp, you know, Christian hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when their music first started, um, a lot of people gravitated towards it. Christians did, I think, lyrically because they were very, very talented, um, you know, and they were producing good content, good music, and it was very explicitly scriptural and Christian, 
right? So you have and it was good beats too. It yeah, wasn't like all quality. We, all we had was Toby Mac. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. DC Tog, yeah, all that, that stuff. Guy? Yeah, you know DC Tog, right? You know them better. The, 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 Listen, I'm, older train, than, right? I'm older than all y'all. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they, they're there before my time. Anyways, so yeah, well, well I mean, when I first, you know. I, I would say the Lord first got a hold of my heart. Like I stumbled onto Lecrae and like that whole genre. And I loved it. Cause I love poetry. I love spoken word. Um, but that kind of music in particular, you know, people were being bold with their faith, talking about Jesus, talking about, you know, being unashamed of the gospel and how to live in the world and not compromise and all this stuff. And then uh, I'm not quite sure, you know, when it happened, but there was a shift um, you know, in the focus of their music. So it went from being, you know, more explicitly Christian, scriptural to what I think they would have referred to as it's not um, just music for the church that we want to make. It's music from the church, right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, we want to talk about things that are other than just, you know, explicitly scriptural, right? We want to talk about fatherhood and absence of that kind of stuff and um which i think is great it is if you're if you're coming from a biblical perspective and grounded in scripture yeah yeah go ahead it just kind of you you could tell there was there was a shift and you know shylin and some of those guys started to point it out you know like hey the the whole mission of your record label was a lot more explicit and now it it kind of moved into this direction where you know it's hard to tell so what's up like yeah, what changed? Reach Records started getting bigger and bigger. Too. Right. And then broke over into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really where he, you know, started collaborating with different artists too, like people that would be mainstream hip hop artists, pop artists, that yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Because even Church Clothes, when it was initially announced that like Lecrae was going to start going like into the world, I guess, or mm-hmm. have some sort of crossover yeah. with mainstream hip hop. I remember like I was actually a huge proponent for this. I was like, I'm actually fascinated to see how this interaction works. Like yeah. make sure that this project is still glorifying to God. We're not going to get sound theology from from some of these guys, but like how can you create music that is still glorifying but you're still telling yeah. a story about like where where he grew up and yeah. the struggles of that everything but not in the sense of hey, let's glorify drugs yeah. and alcohol and disrespecting women. And I mean I when the first church clothes came out I was like, this is this is cool. Like, yeah. This is yeah. good beats. This is an interesting connection here, and I was hoping that would lead to more conversations about like where are these guys at on their on their faith journey, what's going on in the hip hop world, mm-hmm. and we're always trying to figure out how to insert ourselves in those conversations and in those spheres. And I was like, Lecrae's probably going to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. he's doing it, it. Seems like he just got totally influenced by mm-hmm. uh, the fame and marks and they you talk about the idea of being like from the church i think it turned into be like yeah i'm christian and my music is christian but the better question is are you godly and is your music godly Mm -hmm. i think that's where they fell off a little bit Mm. and as you mentioned our friend john cooper earlier like i think that's one thing skillet has done amazing he has found the balance he's never compromised once and anything if anything He's gotten yeah. even more well, sound in his theology and his songs and stuff. And I mean, they're playing, they're like touring with like corn and you know, all these like major like new metal bands and stuff. Like, uh, he's, he's done really well. I mean, they have, they have, what is it? One of their, I forget which song it is. has like one of the most downloads ever on Spotify. I think it's insane. So mm-hmm. anyways, not to derail the conversation, but I think that's an example of how you do that appropriately. Um, and, and clearly what we're going to get into here is, I think Lecrae uh, has um, not done it the best. <laughs> so, well, since then, I mean, since then, the the music, you know, there's still references to the Bible and references to Jesus and even the titles of the albums and whatnot. But I think it's been more of the, uh, you know, the the ideologies that are coming through yeah. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. That's really where things have started to transition now to where you would see... Um, a desire to make the biblical worldview secondary or supplemental to my own experience. So, um, you know, reading everything through um, a racial lens um, and having that be the framework through which you interpret and see everything else, because all these guys, like I'm sure, you know, they have very valid experiences. Like things that really did happen to them and things that sure. that they know happened to other people in the neighborhoods they grew up in. And, and that's a very real part of their experience. But that has 
has seemed to supplant having the biblical worldview as the foundation for everything that they see through. Mm. And I think you kind of see it come through in their music, but also where the, where it kind of turned the corner, at least in Lecrae's journey, what seemed to was the incidents of, of Michael Brown right? and, and the shooting and, you know, um, everything that happened with him, which led to, you know, speaking out about police brutality and the fact about there being, you know, partiality towards, you know, uh, black people and inequity. And once that kind of um, came to the surface and more of a public platform, you started to, it's it sounded a lot more like these foreign um, worldviews that we've seen infect the church mm-hmm. the, the past several years. So, of course, you know, critical theory, um, offshoots of, of Marxism, critical mm-hmm. social justice theory, critical racism, everyone that would, you know, uh, popularize this kind of teaching. That's what seems to come through now mm-hmm. a little bit more, um, especially, and, you know, speaking out against those things publicly kind of um, has really taken things in a different direction. And now you see with his music, you know, kind of where his music's gone, it's a little bit, um, especially with the newest one, Church Close 4, it seems to be a little bit schizophrenic. Yeah. In the because he's saying good things. Yeah. But he's also saying things that line up, um, that wouldn't line up with the Christian worldview. Right. I don't think. Well, he mentions Michael Brown. Right. He uh, mentions Breonna Taylor. Like so, if you listen to the first song of Church Close Four, it's basically like, "Hey, I'm here, and I'm going to bring up these names, and I'm going to stand by it." You know, Warnock's not my guy. But Herschel Walker is. I'm like, so it seems like. I'm playing in this camp a little bit, but I'm also playing in yeah. this camp. That's what he desperately wants people to think about him. And I think that's even where we'll get into like my interaction with yeah. him is like, he doesn't want to be seen as like, oh, like I'm not progressive. I'm yeah. not liberal. I'm not conservative. You know, I'm just, I'm kingdom. Right. That and was it, a tweet. Yeah. He that tweeted was, that. He put that yeah. out there and it's like, well, are you, it's either you're with God or against him. Exactly. It's like, I, I could care less people can get into the whole Christian nationalism thing or blah, 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 blah. But like, you're going to be known by your fruits. It's like, you've hung out with Stacey Abrams and basically mm-hmm. promoted her and said that she's someone that your daughter should look up to. Raphael Warnock, you've connected with him to try to push the vaccine and uh, his platform some more. And you're connecting with people on one side of the aisle, Yeah, but you don't want to be put into a certain box. Yeah. I'm sure it's very difficult for him to try to navigate this space while his platform grows. Of course, like, I don't envy that at yeah, all. Like, no way. But like, it's if people have questions, mm-hmm. you're you're probably going to need an answer, especially when it comes to this uh, Christian circle. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't care if you are like so on board with the GOP. It's like none of us are going to say like, oh, the Republicans are really doing something great. It's like no, is what you're promoting and the way you're living for God. Or not, right? And why do you support these people and not others? And yeah. do you feel like they're going to help, you know, grow the kingdom here uh, in America, or at least point people to the right direction? And yeah. then, um, like, not like obje- or objective truth, not subjective truth, like yeah. all this stuff. It's like we have questions, but we're not getting answers. And then he seems like he's just subtweeting people consistently. That's the, and that, I think you raise a key issue in all of this is. The reason we're demanding clarification is because his language and the language of others has been intentionally equivocal. It's been, in, in many cases, ambiguous mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't want to say it's necessarily doublespeak, but it's just unclear. And so you have to be clear with what you're saying. Um, and so I'm not conservative, I'm not liberal, I'm kingdom. It's this effort to kind of find this third way in the middle, which is popularized by a lot of the elite evangelical class that is pulling one way politically. So Mm. when I hear you talking like they talk, that's concerning Mm. because they're pulling the church ideologically, politically, theologically in a certain direction. So is that the way you're pulling them? Because you talk like them. Yeah. That's, that's why it matters. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think let's just, let's just play off of that a little bit. Um, you know, this idea of I'm not conservative, not liberal in kingdom, like, well, yeah, so are we. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but the problem is that, you know, and where you had interaction with them is, you know, you start promoting, uh, leftists, like hardcore leftists that are very much anti Christ's kingdom, no. you know, and, and very much in support of, uh, the culture of death. Like you can't sit there and say, "Well, I'm for I'm only kingdom." When you're promoting people 
that are like the the leaders in wanting to kill children in the womb. Yeah, well, destroy the family and destroy. All, the fa- I mean, their, yeah, that's all of their, on the their list. platforms. Yeah. run on a destruction of the family unit, which is God's basic building block for society. It's postmodernism. That's it. Yeah, and then it gets into deconstructionism. Yeah, and then. Uh, Deconstruction is actually the name of one of his songs in the album. It's the too. final one, right? On the on the, yeah, on, on the, the album, yeah. It's the final one. And what you were saying before about him being so ambiguous and just kind of like, God, like you're wishy-washy about this stuff. And then you feel like, oh, like I, God, only God can judge me. Like I'll just talk to him. But he had a tweet uh, six days ago. And I thought it was interesting because it goes exactly off of what you're saying. He tweeted, some people have asked why I named the last song Deconstruction on Church Goes 4. That's a long conversation, but the people who need to hear it are hearing it. And for me, it was like, I, I've i listened to the whole album. I was fascinated because I've actually chatted with a bunch of different people in the hip, in the hip hop industry. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, here was my interaction here. Let me get a better understanding of how he could view it because yeah. we were his demographic when he was getting big yeah sure young white evangelicals mm-hmm. and then oh, i yeah. think um some of them were saying he feels maybe um disrespected in some way and they're they're never going to understand what he went through growing up and then even the social justice stuff but i think that started getting into the rep uh racial representation over godliness but even this year i, re- I responded to him like hey brother why leave the details of this song up for interpretation we know what deconstructionism is and is this really what you believe? What do you think about Fault Lines by Vody Bauckham? Who, uh, who do you go to for spiritual mentorship? There's plenty of questions, like might as well clarify. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like why leave it up for people to be like, well, this is what I got out of it. This is not an art piece. Like the Bible is not like an art piece where you're like, hmm, I'm kind of getting this out of it. I kind of like that little bit here. Obviously people do that, yeah. but like the Bible's in context. And then oh, if yeah. you're going to be representing God, it's got to be plain. Yeah. What are you saying here? Is deconstructionism something that you were dabbling in and not anymore? Like, just tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can get a sense of it from the lyrics. Yeah. Like where he's coming from, kind of, you know, there was hardship. Then he kind of questioned, you know, the way people treated him, the, you know, the decisions that he made. And now he's like seeing the scriptures in the context in which they were made to be seen, like in the ancient Near East context or, or what have you. And so you can kind of trace some of his journey. But again, just be clear, <laughs> like mean what you say, say what you mean, tell us what it is. Tell us what the truth is yeah. that you're trying to convey because we can't, I, I don't think it's acceptable to say, well, it's art. Like art is objective. It's, it's either good, yeah, true exactly and beautiful right. yeah. or it's not. And so as a Christian, which is what you're saying, you know, still you are. And I, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't call him a Christian still. Right. Like he's professed his faith in Jesus. I'm right. sure he loves Jesus. And yeah. so um, the issue is, what's your music communicating? Is it is it truth? Um, does it does it accord with the truth? Does it line up with the truth? I think that's that's what everybody's wondering. Um, and when it when it seems to be this constant guesswork game, or it, it sounds a lot like these other evangelical leaders that you know promote the third way and and try to ride this middle line of neutrality to not fall off of one end or the other. We just we we would like a little bit of <laughs> clarification. Yeah, well, it's this whole idea of the myth of neutrality. Yeah, let's appeal right. to. Yeah, it just everybody. it feels like, yeah. and that's why when I saw this song come up, I immediately sent to John. I was like, because it, it, you know, for for a while, he's seems to be you know pulling left, right, or at least center left on things, and then all of a sudden he puts, drops this song, and it was like he's like trying to walk down the middle somewhere, you know, and it was like you can't be neutral on all these things um which you know we talk about that all the time just this myth and and uh you know he did in the song it seems like he doesn't want to get political but it's like bro like everything you're saying is political and we talk about this all the time politics is just legislative morality right but whose morality exactly the question isn't uh are we going to legislate morality it's whose morality we're going to legislate and if he's promoting those that are trying to legislate things that are clear cut immoral according to God's standards, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, and so you can't you can't try to play neutral and and act like, you know, you're not gonna go one way or the other. 
and be just kingdom because kingdom is our standard right that's right that's yeah. right and so like we have no problem calling out those in the conservative side and, and the republicans that are um you know we've been doing a lot of it actually uh, when it comes to any abortion like you know those on the, on the conservative side that are, are not acting or not putting in just laws yeah um according to god's standards we're going to call you out for that because we are kingdom minded but you can't you can't tr- you can't try to walk down the middle and play both sides and that's the problem that's the point i think you just nailed it right there is we would not sit here for one moment and pontificate on this idea that the republican party is the christian party right um not for one moment um however what you just said is the key we can look at that party look at their professed values and hold them accountable based on what they say they believe. Exactly. I can't do that with the other party in the same way mm. because their platforms are completely antithetical to the yeah. truth. Yeah. I can call them to repentance and call them to obey Jesus and say what they're doing is completely evil according to God's objective standard. Mm. But I can look over here and say, listen, you guys say you're about pres- preservation of the family. You guys say you're about limited government. Um, you know, you guys say you're about, uh, you know, protecting marriage, protecting life, uh, protecting um, you know, the right for us to defend ourselves. All of those things I can look at and say, okay, that's that's consistent with God's standards. So why aren't you doing that? Mm. Why aren't you doing what you say you were going to do when I voted for you? Right. That's, mm. it's perfectly exactly normal. Right. I can do that. So while we're sitting here not saying that this is the Christian party, we are saying like, these are the values that they say they still run on. So we have that leverage to be able to grab them and say, look at your feet. Is what you're saying consistent with what you're doing? And we can't do that yeah. <laughs> with the other party in the same way. Exactly. And then if you have a public platform, they're going to be called out. And if people are seeing like your fruit, and that is connecting with just people on the left that are clearly not Bible believing, like Warnock is not a pastor. You can't be pro-abortion and then call yourself a pastor. That's yeah. right. That's just, it's not true. Yeah. So you can't say, and like, it's funny right now. Like, obviously, like we can go into... Uh, the Mormon church in, in a lot of different ways, but specifically right now with this respect, respect for marriage act. Yeah. And they're trying to say, Oh, the marriage is only between a man and a woman, but we're going to support this law. Hmm. Like you can't serve two masters. Yeah, exactly. you, you can't be wishy-washy here. Yeah. And um, even the Republican side of things here, I have talked to people so much about it during the midterms. And I think Lecrae was dropping this album at a specific time. Yeah. And I know with my interaction, there was a reason why he wasn't going to get on a podcast and chat like this. Um, because number one, I'm sure there was maybe a, a fear of man involved. Sure. Number two, maybe he's looking at me as a, maybe this guy's just trying to win an argument. Obviously, I think with my interaction with him, I showed that like, hey, this is good faith. We'll chat oh, in the yeah. DMs you and, very gracious and, and everything. Yeah. But like number three, it's like the Republican Party has a ton of corruption. Mm-hmm. There's some evil people in the Republican yes. Party that are just Cenos. They're Christians in name only. But I that is the only place I see in our politics where there's actually Bible believing mm-hmm. and Christ centered yeah. Christians there. Yeah. We need to call them out. And then Ali Bestucky had a really good tweet the other day where someone's like, Oh man, you're you seem to be so like pro Trump right now. Like, why don't you ever call them out? It's like Here's this, here's this, here's this, yeah. here's this. Yeah. Like we yeah. have we have yeah. the receipts. Yeah. We call these out. Yeah. We're gonna call it the rights, we're gonna call it the wrongs. But also it just comes down to we don't bow down to the altar of conservatism, we don't mm-hmm. bow down to the GOP, we we bow down to Jesus Christ. And Amen. we want people to Amen. Um, yeah. have power that are actually making sure they're living up to God's standards. Right. Not our standards, not exactly. apologia standards, not TVUSA faith standards, God standards. Amen. Right. Preach it, brother. Well, amen hey. to that. Let's go. <laughs> so tell us about your interaction. Uh, I guess it was about a month ago or so, right? Because it was right before ReformCon, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, I'm wearing my Woke is Broke shirt, <laughs> which you can find at uh, shop.apologiastudios.com. Hopefully, I got the website right on that. Um, actually, so I, I meant to mention this at the beginning. We have uh, a bunch of merch left over from ReformCon, um, so I've been getting a lot of questions about this. Our woke is broke shirt, which we actually made a year ago for um, the old uh, Fluff Fluff uh, conference in Tennessee. That's Fight Left East. Oh, um, right. Yes, um, Fight and so we had a bunch left over. Good I have buddies. still still some have left over. I know people were asking about those, and I didn't wear it today. But my new favorite shirt, probably the, my favorite shirt we've ever done, is the Moses, not Marks. Um, it's a which, great shirt. That was completely by shirt. accident too. It right? was by accident. seemingly, yeah, not in God's counsel. No, we actually, you were on that show, yeah, yeah. 
uh, Je- Pastor Jeff accidentally came up with it right on the fly, and I was like, T-shirt, That's done. That's just how things happen yeah. around here. I'm just glad to be along for the ride. And, you know, yeah. I was like, man, that was good. So those are available. I love those shirts. Those are on, on the shop as well. And um, if, you mi- if you were at ReformCon and weren't able to get a shirt, we have some left over, limited supply. Those are half off right now. And if you weren't at ReformCon and want one, go get yourself one. Christmas is coming up um for those who like us and want to help support what we're doing so uh, <laughs> anyways i meant to mention that earlier sorry i know that seems like i forced it in there but uh i may have um okay uh i forgot what we were even saying oh yes so tell us about your interaction, interaction. With yeah him. i'll give you i'll give you the breakdown um as clear and concise as i possibly can because there were so many just different threads and then it got from twitter to I decided to put it on Instagram and then we had DMs, but basically it started with Lecrae's tweet. Like we were mentioning earlier, I'm not progressive. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. I'm kingdom. Yeah. And then Sean Foyt, uh, worship leader, um, decided to put an old Instagram photo of Lecrae and Stacey Abrams Oof, right. and just had a caption that said, really question mark. Yeah. And that's when I was like, that's how it popped up on my Twitter feed. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Again, like we talked about, you're not trying to get put in a box, but I'm looking Here's to what you I see. by your free. This, yeah. is, this is what I see. So I um, um, decided to respond after he responded to Sean. He said, hey, I'll be the first to admit I didn't know her stances. I did know that my daughter needed to see representation of herself in society. Now I would, I would, now would I trade unbiblical views for representation? No. If you didn't grow up without healthy representation, you probably wouldn't understand. So that gets into like a multifaceted thing of, yes, representation over godliness. And I can- That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the lens through which he sees reality. Mm -hmm. And obviously we just saw what happened with the election here with Kamala Harris. And she's like, oh, it's so great to see a woman up there and a woman of color and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. It's like, as Christians, like, are they living up to biblical standards? Here, you're supposed to be living your life off biblical standards. And he put in the caption and that's what I ended up calling him out for. was like, Hey, I'm a little confused. Uh, I, I was, I was poking a little bit, but not in like trying to annoy him. Like, Hey, I'm actually generally yeah. interested yeah. in getting some yeah. clarity to this here. So I just said, I'm confused. You mentioned her stances in the caption of the Instagram photo. So you can't play mm, the ignorance card, ignorance card yeah. a, at all. And then he responds to me, just like, uh, that was the point, not because she knows your stances. And then I shared it and he ended up saying, dear Stacey Abrams, my daughter looks up to you and she's nine, not because she's familiar with your stances. So, and that's where it got into another thing of like, okay, like, oh, you need to read the whole post. And I'm like, I'm happy to read the whole post, but you took it down for some reason. So like, let's <laughs> yeah. get a little bit let's more, back up. Yeah. yeah, let's get some clarity. Let's make sure that like. I'm not looking at it in a certain way because I got my own biases. No doubt. We, we, all, we do. all do. So yeah. just put it out there and yeah. explain it. Not for me, but for everybody right. that looks to you. Cause that's the big thing. It's like, I am nobody in this conversation. You yeah. don't speak to me. We, we speak to God on these issues and we're supposed to be representing him. And then it was one of those like, Hey, you had a deleted tweet and then you had a deleted IG post. Like I, I'm just interested. Um, and I was like, would you denounce her stances now? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask that question. And then um, radio silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I asked him something else too when he had a, um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to keep this train rolling. And I ended up saying uh, Lecrae, uh, a lyric he had, Lord, kill me if I don't preach the gospel. Also Lecrae, uh, <laughs> he promoted this guy that went to, um, he got his master's in theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. It's Kyle Howard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and he ended up saying that in May of 2021, I, gradu- uh, I graduate with my master's in theology today. I won't be there to, uh, to walk down the aisle to get my diploma because even in the sight of my seminary's campus is trauma triggering, triggering to me and my wife. Seminary was a dehumanizing and traumatic experience for me and my family. And then Lecrae ended up saying, congrats and consider yourself Moses for being schooled by the Egyptians so you can help with the Exodus. So it's all these things where it's like, hey, I'm seeing all these things that just don't line up biblically. Theologically, they're off. It seems like there's a racial representation over godliness. And he said to me that he still stood by that tweet. Okay. And at that point, it's like, okay, explain. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I'd like to hear. So it's not just, Hey, we have 140 characters. Right. Like let's, let's actually go to this. So he didn't answer to that one. And then I decided I'm taking it to Instagram. And then he basically just tried to tell me like, you wouldn't have it. Like we hear from ton, tons of people. There's no way that you're um, thinking we could have a fruitful, good conversation. Uh, all you want to do is just call me out. It's like, no, like I think that's, that's probably the best way to love you. Yeah. Do I go about things perfect? No. Do I have a little bit of pride about this stuff and let that rule me? Sure. Um, do I have a major zeal for the gospel and Jesus Christ? Of course. But like, let's have a conversation. Then it turned into him responding in the comments. And then we took it to DMs and it was very condescending in the DMs. Mm. And very much like a, hey, you don't even know the origin of woke. Um, read this book and educate yourself. And then maybe he we'll have a you? Con- Yeah. Oof. And that's where I was just like, hey, I understand where woke came from. Mm-hmm. And I understand how so many things have been redefined and weaponized. But yeah. like when people think of woke here, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know where marriage came from, but that's been redefined in a lot yeah. of ways. So that's when it's like, we know what love is. That's been redefined. So like we got to talk about the definitions of terms here. And all I'm trying to do is, Hey, let's have a conversation. What do you think about abortion? Why do you support Stacey Abrams and Raphael Warnock? Um, why do you believe that you're going to prescribe to this one way of thinking and think the other way is, is so bad. And then it turned into, I don't really think you're educated on this. You're yeah, not really worth sure. my time. That's it. It was it was a huge bummer, but I think it turned into like, all right, wow, this actually led to a little bit more of a conversation. I don't know if I'll ever have a conversation with him. If people are betting people out there, I don't know how Christian that would be. Uh, I'm not going to promote <laughs> uh, Sponsored by FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> but that can, be, that can be one of two things, too. It can be, you mentioned Vody. I mean, he coined the term ethnic Gnosticism, yeah. which is essentially... You haven't walked a mile in my shoes, so you don't know. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. this special knowledge it because like of intersectionality. my intersectionality. Right. I have this special knowledge because of my experience, and that trumps everything. Yep. Um, trumps truth. And again, that lens through which you see everything. But it's also kind of the attitude of a lot of intellectual evangelical elites, too. Mm-hmm. You're not on my level. Yeah. Um, you know, you need these credentials first. You need to, you know, have these letters in your name. I'm not saying that's what he said. Um, but I'm trying to provide some possibilities as to, okay, this is a good faith discussion between brothers. There's genuine concern over this. And so this is how you respond to that. Um, you know, you don't want to know, you don't care, or in a sense, you're not on my level. (laughs) I mean, in a very, you know, off-putting way. So, I mean, what is it, you know? And that's where I'd go back to, like, there's no doubt for Lecrae there's hurt. Oh, sure. Yeah. from his base and hurt from even some of the stuff he covered in church clothes for, like he continues to open up about his past and his childhood and, and everything. And, and obviously we care deeply and empathize with the hurt that, that people go through. So I hope nobody would ever think with any of us that we're going into something like, hopefully I win this debate with Lecrae. It's like, no, let's get down to like what the yeah. truth is. Talk about your experience, but stop <clears throat> using experience like LeBron James does oh, as painting a, a broad brush that this is happening to everybody in this racial demographic or mm-hmm. like it's, it's being on both sides where it's like, if you're white, sit down, shut up, but also silence is violence. So like, what do you want <laughs> us to do? And then it's just like, Hey, this side, we got to elevate uh, these people, you sit down for a little bit, be quiet, and then we'll get to this point of equity and equality. It's like, uh, is that biblical at all? Mm. Like, what what foundation are you basing this off of? And it's just, it's becoming more and more dangerous, more and more divided. And then it comes into, it's like, oh, I'm following Christ, but kind of in this little specific way. And it almost becomes like a denomination inside of a denomination mm. or something. Mm. It's like, it's, it's odd. Well, look, we're all white cisgender males here, right? So... <laughs> We're not allowed. We have zero intersections. We have zero hope for having any intersections. And so what you experience is what you just said. You're a white cisgender male. Shut up. You don't understand. You're never going to understand. Read this sort of a thing. And yep. um, that's kind of, you know, that's <laughs> where they're at with things. And it's crazy. I mean, what stinks is when he says he's kingdom minded with the concern. And I'm not I don't want to just outright accuse him of this. But the concern is, hey, brother, um, it kind of seems like the kingdom you're promoting has a color preference. Yeah. Right. And so the, the issue is like, I'm not even going to say racism it's tribalism. 
like it's your tribe like when you say to stacy abrams my daughter looks up to you and she doesn't even know your what you stand for it's because of her skin color right it's because of the tribe she represents and so like the question is like hey lecrae like is it is it christ's kingdom that you're all about or is it you know uh the kingdom of darker skin like and so that's that's the concern i think when that and i'm glad you brought that up that seems like what it what it boils down to and that's concerning and it's like i mean i i there's this one clip I, i've been listening to charlie a lot uh charlie kirk the last few days with the election stuff and there's a clip he keeps playing you've probably heard it um of somebody some i some young man at a Q and a or something. And, uh, you know, is upset with Charlie for not apologizing for, you know, white racism and all yeah. that. And, and Charlie's like, look, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about racism. It's like, are you a hard worker? Are you like a good person? Like he goes on the list. Like, I don't care what color you are. And like, that's what we're saying. Like, especially when it comes to the kingdom mind, like, I don't care what color you are. Are you trusting in Jesus as your Lord and savior? Yes. Okay. Well then, uh, the great commission, then says to teach you all that he has commanded. So, like, are you living up to those commandments? So, um, were you going to say something? I mean, I felt like I cut you off. You know, it's it's all concerning, and obviously, there's there's nothing but love for Lecrae and all those guys here, and you know, I, I wish the best for them, and um, hope that God continues to bless them. But if it means that that we're going to be taken. Um, you know, in a particular direction that's going to be colored by the way we see the world through this foreign lens, then it's obviously not something that, you know, we can get behind. Um, um, It's got to be gospel first. And that gospel that we preach is a gospel that says that Jesus Christ has made one new man in place of the two. So Ephesians chapter two, um, he has reconciled us um, together by the blood of his cross. He's Mm -hmm. made us a new people all of those artificial designations that separated us before have been dealt with in his body on that tree. And now there is a new humanity reconciled to God and reconciled to one another. And if you look at that passage, what is the theme of Ephesians together? It's this cosmic reconciliation that Jesus is accomplishing in the world. He's the focal point and all of history is being drawn to him. That's what the salvation of this uh, wonderful people, this, this elect people is all about. But then as he reconciles a hostile world to himself that's alienated from him by sin, that reconciliation broadens out into interpersonal human relationships with uh, people that don't look like you. And Mm. so Jew and Gentile, all of these things now reconciled, dealt with, accomplished. There has been a death that has occurred to reconcile these polarized people groups Mm. that have nothing in common, brings them together, gives them a new identity, gives them a new humanity. Right. It doesn't mean that these, you know, distinctions don't matter. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love variety or color or all of these wonderful things that he puts in the world because he's a good creator. But it does mean that reconciliation and redemption have been accomplished. And that's something to Mm. live from, not to work towards. Yeah. Um, In the sense that it's accomplished and now we need to believe in Jesus and we need to live like reconciled people. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's Colossians one we talk about all the time Christ coming to reconcile all things right that's that's the job we've been given as his vice chairs is to reconcile all things to him and that's one of the biggest issues with wokeism is there is no reconciliation you know if you're white especially like well, there's, there's no amount of payment you can give yeah, in exactly. order to atone exactly and we've seen yeah. that over the past several yeah. years what can you do to make up the difference you brought up two examples. Do you want me to speak or do you want me to be silent? You know, yeah. it's, it's never yeah, enough. You great. can't pay enough. You can't get enough. You can't do enough in order to be righteous enough. And that's because at bottom, it's not the gospel of scripture. Um, you know, there's been a payment. There's been work accomplished already. And, that, and so that's why something like deconstructionism is so terrifying. Ugh. Because can we talk the, about that? The, the deconstruction yeah. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't you're stop. You're going to get me on a tangent here. Go ahead. <laughs> like it, it doesn't stop. That's the thing. It's all. It's so focused yeah. on this postmodernism and the elevating man that I, I'm not going to tell people what happened in in the DM specifically. Like I'm, I'm not going to share those things. But yeah. there were some concerning things, even based off that. And then even listening to this album, um, it's like you're basically saying there needs to be a complete deconstruction, and then we can build up from there. It's a new Tower of Babel. That's Ooh. all deconstructionism is. And it's just elevating man, like we can reach heaven and we can reach this point where we're basically gods ourselves and that we can look at scripture from our own context. 
it's, I know I had a, a good conversation with one of my buddies in Bible study last night that I remember I used to ask the questions after we read a, a verse or a passage, whatever, full chapter. And it's like, what'd you get out of that? Fine question, maybe when you're starting to get into it, but it's more like, hey, what's the actual context? And then now that we know the context and then what is it referencing to and what do those words actually mean in context? And then from there, you know, how does this point us to Christ or how does this point us um, to salvation? From there, that's the right question. But if people are starting to get into this whole deconstructionism that I can view it from my own racial lens, um, depending on how I grew up, like things are going to mean different things to you yeah, when, yeah. when you're going up, but there's the Bible's written in one context. It's either you're get a eisegesis thing or exegesis the thing. That's it. I like this guy. <laughs> um yeah, so as far as the deconstruction, like Yeah. I've I've been trying it's funny, I've been trying to get Cooper on to talk about this because this is something he deals with all the time, but he's he's super busy. I man. think he's gonna be out here next month. We should try to make it is happen. Is he? Yeah. I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> yeah. Um when, yeah. So I actually did just text him and send him the link for this show, but um <laughs> So, I mean, I've had this conversation with him quite a bit, and um, I really want to do a whole show on this, but I want him to be on it. Um, he deals with this a lot. He's got a new book coming out uh, soon that he's going to be dealing pretty heavy mm-hmm. with this. But, like, here's here's my thoughts on, on deconstruction. Um, one, um, it's a Marxist term, <laughs> and yeah. as Christians, we shouldn't be even... Yeah. Like play- there's a biblical word for it. Yeah. We shouldn't even be playing with that term <laughs> yeah. because here's here's the here's the problem. There's really two camps um, when it comes to this whole idea of deconstruction. There's those who are legitimately believers um, that grew up in the church, maybe had bad experiences, maybe they've just grown in their theology, maybe they've had a shift in theology, and they're starting to adopt this term, like "oh, I'm deconstructing," you know, and it's like, no, you're not. Like you maybe have shifted in theology, but you're not denying your faith and they're using that term, you know, um, or maybe they just got wounded by a church, you know, and so then they like kind of go into this whole like deconstruction phase, whatever. It's like, it's like, no, you're not. So let's not use that term. Let's not, you know, take, they kind of use it like. Like it's almost like a desirable thing, right? They're kind of yeah, like, it's at, cool right like, now. Ooh, it's this is sexy thing. to be doubting my faith. Well, it's a fad, it's a diet. It's a fad like, diet. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like this is the new exactly keto. Right. Just try it out for a little bit, and then you'll get to this like solid place, and then you're right. gonna be able to build from there, right? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. no, you're exactly right. Good gracious, you know. But then there's the other side of it where like they're like legit, like they've they're denying the faith. Yeah, you know, and that's apostasy is what we call it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and they're you know, and again, it's a lot of it's for the same reasons, but they were never you know, they went out from us to show they're never uh, right. truly of us. And right. so, um, that's, that's kind of the two areas of, but I just see a lot of Christians that are like, I'm like, bro, you're, you're a Christian. Like why stop using that term? You know, like no one's doubting your faith, but stop, stop playing with that term. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a toy and nice shiny new toy. You can, you can play with So that's, that's my short rant on, on he, deconstruction. The but. book of Hebrews <clears throat> talks so much about this. I mean, if you, 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 you got to press on, from doubt you don't wallow in unbelief yeah you don't stay there if you're in unbelief you claw you scratch you fight to press forward in faith yeah that's the theme of hebrews you keep going (laughs) until you have entered the rest yeah you need to work to rest right i mean that's what the author of hebrews says let us strive to enter that rest Mm. why because it's not our rest we didn't provide it that's christ he provides that rest so work really hard at entering the rest of Jesus <laughs> yeah. and and don't flirt with unbelief. You can't flirt with unbelief any more than you can flirt with an intruder in your home in the middle of the night. You have to put him to death. Yeah. He's there to destroy you. He's there yeah. to take you out and you have to take out unbelief before it takes you out. Mm. Just like you have to make war on your sin and all these other things. Cause that's what unbelief is. It's a sin. Yeah. You you can't flirt with it. You have to kill it. <laughs> right. You know? It's right. a totally new merit-based system, too. It really is. Like obviously we could talk about uh, the Roman Catholic Church and, you know, the difference between Protestants there, but it's our big thing there ever since the Protestant Reformation was just like, no, we it's saved by grace through faith. Amen. You know, in Christ alone. That that's it. Like there's nothing that we can possibly do um yeah. to save ourselves. And then when you talk about deconstructionism, it's this like 
hey, you got to believe this. And then once you believe that, you can do that and then accept this and then become an ally and then do this here. And then um, white people, you can just sit back because it's systemic and there's absolutely nothing that you could possibly do. And it just turns into this whole do this, do that, do this, do that. And then hopefully you have done enough. Yeah. Um, and that's where we see in just so many cults. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, I know Vody's book too, if no one's read Fault Lines, oh, really good. read that yeah. book. And I think a lot of people can get so caught up in the, there's bits and pieces in truth yeah. when we talk to critical theory, yeah. Yeah. but it's all about where is that coming from? Exactly. And you could read the Book of Mormon. They'd be like, oh, I just read this little patch. And that might sound great, but where is it coming from? <laughs> you know, that's well, a lot of it was it. copied from the Bible. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Follow back to the source. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Maybe. Bro, I'm so glad you got canceled. I mean, <laughs> I guess you do at one intersection. This guy got canceled because of this. Like, I'm thankful for that because we probably wouldn't be having this conversation if you didn't. So I love it. Uh, he well, works everything for his good. Yeah, I'm definitely amen. glad I'm out here. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just get into some of the lyrics here. I know I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but just some of the stuff. See, if you if you kind of read through. Is this still lyrics, in America? Is that what you're yeah, reading from? Yeah. So okay. if you kind of so you kind of see what we're saying, if you start reading through the lyrics, it's like. On one hand, he'll mention something that we're like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. But then in the same, it's like it's like this compare and contrast each statement. And so it's like on one hand, it's like, yeah, I agree with that. On the other hand, it's like, mm, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of like he's trying to play, you know, walk down the middle. Um, where was I? <clears throat> um, sorry. I, yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't want to go through all of it here. So like this is, uh, I guess this is the first one, but um so I like even this statement here, we keep our history shrouded in mystery. I'm like, no, we do we? <laughs> I, and and I, I would again. I would say if anything, the le- the left is trying to do that. Um I feel like we're pretty, you well, know sixteen nineteen and yeah. all that stuff, like that's what that's about. Right. I don't America, know. You America's tell me. racist or Yeah, that's what I was assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's another deconstruction. Right. Yeah. That's right. literally what yeah. it is. It's it's just reframing the foundation of the country. Yeah. So and, that in a Marxist power grab. Exactly. You know, oppressor, oppressor. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's where there ultimately is no reconciliation. You know, because it's like unending reparations essentially. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, so then a couple lines down, he says, uh, "Men become ladies." So I'm assuming he's against that. Yeah. More um, like yes, amen yeah. to that. And I then that's fair. And then he says, "Ladies want more than some babies." And then it's like, where well, you... are you? Okay. It's like, are here we you... go. Yeah, now. exactly. Okay, go for it. Go here for we it. go. Yeah. So men become ladies. Abomination. Scripture says, yeah. check. Okay. Now women want more than some babies. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it means that um, in contrast to what I, this is what I believe he's saying. In contrast to what scripture says, Titus 2, that women are to be keepers of their home primarily. Um, doesn't, it doesn't mean they can't do work outside the home, et cetera, et cetera. However, women want more than some babies. What does that mean? It means that their primary calling, according to the world, is to get out of the home. Yeah. To get out of their, um, you know, God-ordained place where God has determined that they should, n- uh, n- normatively speaking, where they should be. Yeah. And so... Again, a little ambiguous right. here. He follows up with right after that, ladies want more than babies. They want to be treated right. like people. Right. Okay. So that's where, uh, and I did a, I did a Twitter thread on this because I'm, okay, just, I'm, I'm interested just to see, I can, we can only tell so much when we listen to a song. Yeah. And that's why I think I always love, like, I don't know if we should be promoting like Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon here, but um, <laughs> not very Christian at all. But um, I love at the end, I love at the end, they have an explanation of what you just watched. So it's like, hey, from this actor or actress's perspective, blah, 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 here, here's a breakdown. Here's what you potentially could be seeing. I would like to see that from him. But that's where I was confused. It's like, is he trying to say that, you know, women aren't treated equal? Is he trying to say that there's like unequal pay situation here? Is he trying to talk he about... He might be so- right. And I'd be willing to be corrected on, on what I just said. But that <clears throat> seems to be the thread to his inequity. Mm-hmm. inequity of opportunity, yeah. inequity of pay, yeah. what have you. But I just objectified in, in hip hop and in, yeah. in general. It's like, what are you saying? Because it's like, we could get on board, but I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but sure. I, have a, I have a third question, okay. a third route even, because when I see that, I start thinking, is this like the, what is it like the and movement or both movement, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, where they're like, we're against abortion 
you know, but we also think that, you know, there needs, there's a whole social just like social justice. They need, yeah, we need to create conditions for. more favorable for yeah. women to Is it, work. It's either and or both. It's one of those sort of, there's like this yeah. whole campaign for it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about though, right? Anyway. I've, I've okay. heard similar things, <laughs> but so like I'm reading that and I'm like, so is this, so is this saying like, because there's plenty of uh, women out there who think it's okay to murder their babies because they want more than that because they want a job. They want a career. They want financial comfort. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that when I see that, I'm like, is that then like, mm, are you saying like abortion's okay if, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, we all have three different interpretations. That's the point yeah. is like, what yeah. is it you're trying to say here? Cause it's anyways, he does address it a little later on too. He does. He remarks on the fact that, you know, we'll kill our own babies right. to keep our autonomy. Okay. Good on you. Right. I'm yeah. glad we got that one. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was going to get to that, you know, but then he goes on to say, we love our politics. Oh, I land with the free, but the, but freedom ain't equal again. There's the inequity. Yeah. Yeah. We love our politics more than our people. Now I'm going to say, from my perspective, that's a big problem with the left, <laughs> right? Because they want their political power, but they also want to kill their babies and they're willing to sacrifice that. Um, um, you know, if they consider them people, this is a big question. So, um, but again, like, where is that? Like, is that a shot at well, who's that a shot at? You know what I mean? Um, and obviously a lot of this is like just even looking at more of the lyrics inside of still America, still in America. And then just rest of the songs here. It's like, what is he telling us? Yeah. He's elevating these social justice warriors. He's elevating these basically martyrs like Nancy Pelosi would call him like, thanks for giving up your life so we can absolutely tear down your cities and make sure BLM gets millions of dollars for their mansions. But it turns into a, yeah, we are tribal. And then even Trump just announced his presidency. I can't stand the way people can get so tribal with Trump at times. Oh, gosh. Like I can, I can call yeah. that out. So yeah. like right and left, yeah. it's wrong. But if you're trying to pretend like, you know, we don't have equal rights here, and that somehow, you know, us sitting here, or anybody else in this country is somehow um, complicit in the atrocities of the past. It's like, what are we really talking about here? And mm. is that actually the godly way to be? Uh, reaching out to people mm-hmm. like you're not reaching out a hand you're slapping people away until mm-hmm. you say like oh I'll, I'll pick you up on on this pedestal that i've been provided by the world now i'll, I'll get you in a second yeah. yeah if i'm complicit in the sins of my ancestors four generations removed or whatever like i walked into that <laughs> even if it yeah. is true you know yeah. like yeah, yeah yeah how am i supposed to atone for that that's why yeah. we got to live from the cross yeah you know 100 so moving to verse two then it's uh <laughs> I mean, here again, he says, I'm still in America where church is a Broadway production for relevance. Amen. Uh, yes. Amen and amen. Yeah, yes. that's a problem. Uh, but then he says, we traded the kingdom to build an empire. Um, again, I think there's some truth to that. Um, there's That's a major problem in the church. Um, yeah. And the, then, the but then he gets into modern yeah. day Babylon in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, we, this is what you mentioned. We worship economy. Uh, we'll kill our own babies to keep our autonomy, which again, that's yes. Amen. Yeah. Brother, like preach. Uh, but then, then he says, you mess with our second minute, we're probably going to riot. Um, he wants gun control. He said that before, yeah, too. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Um, you know, and so here again, this is where I, I'm saying, look, you have to have an objective standard. You the first the first three lines or whatever you mentioned like that. Yes. But the Bible was your objective standard for those things. And then you drop to this line where it's like it no longer is. And we're saying <laughs> Uh, keeping your guns is fighting ty- uh, tyranny. Yes. Um, that's right. the whole reason for those is to protect yourselves against tyranny, which um, is not a biblical uh, uh, system of government. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and again, what you said, but also categories, like being able yes. to think in categories. Yes, yes. Why are we for the Second Amendment? Well, the same reason we're against abortion, the preservation of innocent life. That's the principle at the bottom of the two that unites both of them mm-hmm. is that we believe that the innocent should be protected. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, we'll just end here. So this last section here um, says we preach civil rights, have a civil fight. Okay. So then he said he goes after the BLM, which I was like, all right, kudos. BLM may take your money by expensive flights. Okay. Good on you. Lecrae for calling them out. I appreciate that. Um, but then he goes on to say, don't, don't vote right. We're still on site. Um, some gang, we different colors, forefathers, but not, not, but none of us brothers, which again, I think is going back to what you mentioned earlier. Um, and, uh, 
Some are born here, some are sworn here, either live free or kill each other. And then he ends with, you can kill anyone that you want in America. What do you think he means by that? I was wondering the same thing. In context with the rest of the album. I, that's what I'm wondering, if, if he ex, expatiates What does on that, that mean? Well, that's a follow-up after it says, the coast where I live, we ain't speaking much English. Yeah. And then he thinks, he gets into the uh, illegal immigrant thing, and then yeah. how it's just like, probably trying to look at the Bible from some, like, we're all immigrants, and we should be treating them, like, obviously we should be treating um, yeah, treat the, the sojourner well. with love and respect. Um, yeah. And then it turns into, like, the, we do all the labor and do all the cleaning, uh, but we don't get treated like equals, where it's like, all right, we can call it some of these things, but it, it turns into the, like, why are you promoting that and acting like, that we are just some miserable country that's just like, oh, if you cross our border, you are less than us, and like you weren't born. Like, in many ways, you have have it a lot better. One hundred percent in the, um, in this America. But I think that's when when he ends the song with yeah, some are born here, some are sworn here. So maybe like the idea of like right after that immigration mm-hmm. um, verse there, um, this whole idea that people can get away with murder whether that's actually like physical or spiritual. Mm. Uh, I think he's probably, that's at least the way I was seeing it is, oh, certain people are going to be able to get away with stuff. Certain people aren't. We need to come back to this place where we're all equal. And yeah, when you finish a song with like, you can kill anyone in America, is that killing someone's uh, pride? Is that killing someone's ego? Is that actually killing ending somebody's life? But I think he's talking about ending life. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it's been the social justice stuff. Yeah. A lot of Michael Brown, Breonna Taylor, he calls out George Floyd too. Um, and it, it's one of those where it's like, none of this is glorifying to God whatsoever. You're vilifying police. You're trying to say that this racial representation thing, once again, should be elevated. You can kill who you want. You can do what you want. Can't wait till we're all equal. It's all lies. Mm. Well, yeah. And I mean, if... <sighs> I, yeah, again, it's an ambiguous statement to end with, but my thought is, again, if you're promoting Stacey Abrams and Warnock and guys like that, like, <clears throat> they, if it was up to them, you literally could kill anyone you wanted in America. And if that's who you're promoting, like, why are you, you know, why does it seem like you're speaking out against that? I don't know. It's a question that we'd all love to, to be have answered. You know, but these are the same people, again, that, that aren't just pr- promoting abortion. They're promoting abortion up to full term, if not 30 days after. Right. You know, um, I'm sure they're for eugenics. And, you know, I'm sure they're for killing old people and all the all the things. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're uh, promoting, they're, you know, they're anti-police or whatever. Like, well, you take the police away. I'm not going to get off subject here, but, you know. <laughs> The proof's in the pudding. You take the police away, and then it's a free-for-all. Anybody been to Chicago lately? Um, I grew up 30 minutes southeast of there. It's it's no bueno. Like, um, you know, there's no 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 police, people. It's a free-for-all. You're and, empowering criminals, too. If you're going to yeah. say, like, oh, we're probably going to send out a social worker first, you're basically just putting them in the line of fire. And then what are criminals going to think? Like, great, I got an extra maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like, Or they're yeah. going to send somebody that is not armed and they are not well-versed in how to de-escalate a situation, I mean, that, that's got to be a terrifying situation for the social worker. And then, too, it's like there's there's got to be law and order. Yeah. We obviously should be holding police officers accountable and law enforcement Absolutely. accountable. Like, Absolutely. If, if there's wrong out there, we'll, we'll call it. But we got to stop on definitely on both sides. When we're talking about tribalism yeah. and be like, oh, that happened? No way. Like, yeah. all police got to be totally fine, right? Or it's the other end where it's like, oh, my gosh, the police are evil. That's just yeah. another unarmed black man. And it's just like, it gets into this whole thing. Like, do we know the whole story? Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And obviously, like, we want justice. Yeah. We we all Amen. want it. But if we're going to start just getting so caught up in the, again, the LeBron James things, like every time you leave your door as a black person, you're being hunted. It's like, <laughs> that's not true. What neighborhood do you live in, LeBron? <laughs> the one where he spray painted uh, fake. Uh, did you ever see that? What did he do? Uh, it was a... Uh, basically a fake racist message on his like front gate and he called the police anybody can look this up and then it was scrubbed off by the time that police got there we're not talking about juicy are we uh no we're not talking about juicy smollier <laughs> so, so he scrubbed it off by the time the police got there is that the idea i didn't there is oh still there is gracious. still no like 
specifics on what happened there because they thought it was a they were saying there was just like a racial message oh on that and then it was scrubbed away by the time police got there. I used there. to be a huge fan of LeBron. Now I just wish well, you'd shut up. It's perfectly in line with what our culture is selling right now and that's victimhood is virtue. So yeah. if it was true, yeah. you know, that's mm. that's the line of the, the false gospel that the world is bringing. How, how much of a victim right. can you be? And we know that you can't be a better one than Christ. Amen. Amen. My favorite, one of my favorite uh, quotes from our boy Toby Sumter is that uh, as Christians, we should reject all invitations to victimhood because we have the perfect victim and we're never truly innocent. Yeah. We'll yeah, end man. on that. Well, John, thanks, man, for being on. This was fun. We're going to yeah, do this awesome. more often. Yeah, thanks for having me. What a blessing. Yeah. I know yeah. ReformCon was fun. and then oh, we're, was just, we're rocking and rolling, baby. Yeah, Let's Dave. get John Cooper on, on this next on month. And I'm working on it. This has been great, guys. I'm going to hit him up. I need to be on that one, so don't. don't <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, thank you again. As I mentioned, next week, uh, next week we won't have an episode because we'll have a one-day break from Christmas for Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What, bro? You're so excited for sk- We're skipping Thanksgiving this <laughs> no, year. We're, we, don't skip, no, we don't skip Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving has its day. We give it a day, and then it's just Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas. So, um, anyways, uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Like I said, with Dr. Ben Merkel, and um, thank you again, as always, to all of our supporters. Um, we have some very exciting stuff coming up uh, this next year for an abortion now, which we'll be talking about and. Zach's very much involved with that, and uh, so be so be checking that out as we'll be and letting you know what's going on. But a lot of bills, hopefully for equal protection, going in across the nation. Uh, got some big plans, so you can uh, support us there if you want. Please sign up at abortionnow.com, and you can go to apologiastudios.com as well to get your all access subscription. And we have some very very exciting stuff coming uh, for all access as well. So, uh, John, thanks again, bro. Thank you. Oh, where can people find you? Let them know. Oh, yeah. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Probably most active on there at Johnny Root, J-O-N-N-Y-R-O-O-T underscore. I'm also on YouTube trying to build that up a little bit. Oh, nice. Um, So trying to get to the point where I can kind of monetize that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is that Show under your name the or ads? Or is that under your name or turning point? Uh, no, it's it's under my name. So okay. if you just, uh, I think they have handles now. It's at John Root oh, on, on YouTube. Cool. I'm going to go find that All right. right now. Got another subscriber coming. Yeah. <laughs> two. Two subscribers. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. This you, good. you can find me wherever Apology yeah. Studios is. <laughs> yes. We're all there. So. So. All right, you everyone. Thanks again. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. Peace.